Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, this is Gemma, and I'm so thrilled to be with you today. A little later than normal, but I'm not complaining. (laughs) I've had a great morning. So yesterday we dove into this idea about uh, non non-attachment or detachment or not being attached to our things, less things, all of that jazz. And then I got some books in the mail and I got this book called How to Break Up with Your Phone. And how exciting. We all we all have to begin to see those areas of our life that are hijacking our presentness. And so much is hijacking our presentness. And for me, especially the phone is one of them. I wouldn't say the computer. I use the computer very sparsely and for specific things, whereas the phone is ridiculously multi-use. And that is something I'm gonna address with my daughter today. Bella and I are gonna look at that. But phone is a big one. And then clutter in our lives is a big one. And then nice things that aren't clutter in our lives that serve us no more. A lot of mentality in our experience is around the fact that, well, it's still good. It still is usable. It still has value. It has sentimental value. And what I'm saying is that if it does not bring you joy, then pass it on to someone who it will bring joy to. I mean, it's really simple and basic (sighs) because we want to be free. Ultimately, we want freedom. And freedom is this ability to just not have to manage every aspect of your life and every minute. And every minute is is obscured by this um, busyness of management. <clears throat> the uh, beautiful, beautiful mentors I have who have undone businesses that they've created that were still making lots and lots of money to reframe their lives into a new business, uh, whether it was like a new flavor or a new modality or whatever, I've been blown away because they recognized that they were being sucked into uh, the doing of the business and weren't able to have the quality of life that is a priority for them. When you are able to prioritize the quality of your life above and beyond anything else, then the universe will line up quality of life for you and still provide the rest. So when we make quality of life an imperative and quality of life is gotta be um, maybe ease or comfort. You know, I think I told you the story <clears throat> when I was at this meeting one time and they said, what, what does success look like in your life? What represents you being successful? And I think people were all about writing down a certain number and all. And I wrote down having a paddleboard and being able to go out whenever I felt like it. <clears throat> 
And that was the feeling of success. I had been paddleboarding and I felt the freedom and the bliss of it. And to be able to own one and go whenever I want, I didn't even know how much paddleboards cost at the time. Uh, I was just like, that is freedom. And uh, that's when I realized I was already free because I could own a paddleboard in just a blink of an eye and go out whenever I wanted. And by making that decision to then own my own paddleboards, like now I own like uh, six or seven paddleboards, I think. It's quite a few. And um, by owning my own paddleboards and going out whenever I felt like it and taking friends and introducing them to the freedom of being on the water, I found the most magical places in my world. Uh, at, in Milltown, I found amazing beautiful places and it it's just like we found trails through the woods on water you know creeks that were just too tight or too small for a boat to go on but we had access we had full access to that to seeing the beavers up close the owls up close the deers up close the ducks it just was so magical and turtles lots and lots of turtles oh my god um, so it was like a world that I didn't even know existed until I just decided, you know, opted and decided to go for it. Just go for it. Go big. Ah, so you can start to clear space in your life. And when we were children, we didn't have cell phones and we didn't have computers and we were playing outside that freedom that we felt, that energy, that connectiveness to everything the ability to have inspired action just flowing to us all the time. Uh, it was it was so special, and we can have that now today. Right now, we can have it. We just have to decide. Ah, I love that. Mm. I'm having my shake now. I just developed a new shake for all of us here today. Mmm. I use vanilla protein mix and I had this um, red antioxidant um, red powder and it's kind of like a berry flavor, maybe strawberries, raspberries. So I added that <clears throat> to our drinks uh, to flavor it a little bit. Oh my goodness, life is so good. It is so good. And yesterday I was just overwhelmed again and again with this feeling of just being in love in love with myself, with my life, with this moment. It just was this feeling of being in love and it was delicious. And to be able to share that with the people around me <clears throat> is so wonderful. So we want to connect with our, we want to connect with our world, with our higher selves and with the co-creative process. And so a key to this is loving yourself unconditionally. And getting to the point where you can love yourself might mean clearing out some debris, clutter on the counters, cleaning up your floors, getting rid of useless, broken anything, furniture, toys, anything. Um, getting rid of apps on your phone, clear the, the phone out. Start unsubscribing to emails that come in repetitively that you never open unsubscribe to them. Spend five minutes a day unsubscribing to anything, you know, you see coming up rather than just delete them. Mm. Yeah. There's these little steps we can take. Like I recently unsubscribed to a bunch of things that were coming in 
and just blasting away at me in my email. And I unsubscribed to a bunch and suddenly I just didn't have that much emails coming in. It's so super cool. And I'll take um, another look at it today because I might've started just deleting stuff again. And I'll take another look at it today and see what new has to be deleted. Very exciting. Mm. There are so many possibilities and there's so many ways to simplify your life so that you can start to have more you available. Isn't that cool? More you available. That's how I feel when I'm not being sucked into the phone. And let me tell you, I'll go to the phone to look up something and then I'll find myself like distracted by texts that came in, phone call that came in, email that came in, and I'll be distracted and then I'll finish it and shut my phone and realize I never went to do what I went to do. How annoying. And then um, I'll feel like I have to go back in and do that. <clears throat> it's very distracting. And I see it in these little ways that make me realize that I'm losing, like in a way I've lost my mind. I go to my phone and it hijacks my mind to follow it rather than me being the one to direct it. You know, it's, it's I'm becoming the tool for my phone rather than my, t my phone being the tool for me. So I'm going to, like I said, have a talk with Bella. And we are going to sit down and negotiate what tools we want the phone for. Do we want it for a clock? We have clocks. Do we need it for a clock? I don't know. Do we want it for email? Maybe not. Do we uh, want it for messages? Do we want it for camera? These are the things we're going to talk about. And I let Bella know today, based on this book and recognizing that the powers that be that have created the technology for us have refused their children that technology because of how harmful it is. And so I told Bella today she's going to be undoing all of her virtual accounts uh, because I want her to be connected to her friends and not separated and choosing to be alone via her phone, even though there's some, some uh, suggestion that using an online chat form is connectivity when it really isn't. You know, it really, really isn't. You're connecting to your phone. Uh, all the rest, it's like, wow. So ah, we have to get real. We have to get physical. We have to get connected. I've been avoiding doing my wonderful, wonderful um, e-women group because of COVID. We can't meet in person. And I haven't felt any desire to Zoom into a meeting. I thought about it and I sat and I thought and I was like, what? Oh, and I miss my people. I miss all the people. I miss connecting. And so the answer to me is to connect, to call up women in my group or men in my group who are willing to get together and connect and, and have, you know, coffee date or something. Because when I thought about why I went to the meetings, it wasn't for the guest speaker. <laughs> and it might have been for the food. It might have been for the, the social event of eating with other people. But again, eating with other people. I wouldn't go to this uh, restaurant and have, I mean, I don't miss the food. You know, I wouldn't go there for the food. So it was the social aspect of eating with friends. And it was that beautiful connection. I would be in a room with 30 to 50, maybe more women. 
and women that I, I've known for years that I could jump over here and get, you know, give this person a hug and get a hug and share what's going on in my life with this person for five minutes and then jump over there and share with that person and make dates with people to get together and play. And that tangibility, that realness, that connection, and in that connection, I can feel if someone is hurting or in pain or excited to be alive. And that, that is the that is the the spice let's just say the spice of life that is the spice of life to share and to experience with others so i loved those meetings because of the uh physical connectivity to other people and without that i just don't i i have zero interest in being on a computer and I don't feel I would connect. I wouldn't feel it was real. I would feel hijacked um, by being uh, funneled through the program on Zoom. Uh, and it just doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate for me. So by recognizing what resonates with technology and what doesn't, we're able to make decisions that benefit us. And uh, recently, someone wanted to convince me to build a business page for my art on Facebook. And I listened to them, and it sounded nice, but I knew I wouldn't do it. And little by little by little, I'm pulling myself back. I am feeling there is coming a time where I won't have a cell phone. And it'll probably be when I relocate back to Smith Island, and I won't need the cell phone. And it will be lovely absolutely lovely. So, um, I, it's just, I don't know the possibilities, like maybe then my cell phone will just be a camera. Oh, that would be cool. And you may be thinking how useful the phone is in your life. But when I think back to before cell phones, my life was rich. I wrote letters. I read books. I visited with people and they visited with me. We stopped in and visited each other. We planned trips and adventures. I baked and cooked. And now it feels like all of those things are fitting around the technology in my life rather than the technology fitting around them. So this is something that is now going to change. Like uh, technology has to fit around my life, not the other way around. And so I'm excited to be taking steps to relieve myself of the chaos, noise, and distraction, the manipulation that comes from big tech. You know, I was saying to a friend today that um, they're talking about the fact that addiction uh, in children with alcohol and such is down significantly, but it's only because the addiction with cell phones is up. Now, what I told my friend is that if a store owner sold alcohol to a minor, that's a criminal offense. It's a criminal activity. And then the child is addicted. Now, if the child's addicted to alcohol and goes and buys alcohol again, in those little ways, yes, it benefits that shop owner. But it doesn't change the fact that the shop owner is a criminal. But when our children engage in unchartered territory of cell phones, which we know to be addictive, we know to be embedded with algorithms for addicts and gamblers, 
then we're sitting ourselves up. Now, we may be naive, but now I'm telling you, you're not so naive now. I'm not so naive. Uh, But guess what? The people taking advantage of our children and of us, uh, you know, creating this addictive kind of lifestyle are benefiting and they're not considered criminals and they're making oodles and oodles of money off of these algorithms and off of this hijacking of our consciousness. So it's up to us to take the steps to own and be in power of our own consciousness and assist our children in making good decisions and educating them on what's what too. Once I educate my daughter, her decisions are hers to make, you know, and I will support her no matter what, but education is key here. We all deserve to have the information to make healthful choices or choices that we want, we own, that we are empowered to make. That is huge. So on that note, I had no idea I was going to be talking about this, but it was wonderful. Absolutely enjoyed every moment. Have a great day. I love you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.